This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program on this beautiful Tuesday, March 10th. Uh, We're going to get into the Bible. That's what we do. We read the Bible, spend some time with the Lord. If you want to change your life, you want to transform your life, it doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for five minutes or for 50 years, uh, getting back into the Word, spending time with Jesus will change your life because the Bible is a transforming book. It's not a dead book, but it is alive uh, and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, will uh, divide asunder between your soul and spirit. And I don't know about you guys, but I need my spirit to win. I don't need to live in my emotions. I don't need to live in, you know, what's just going on in my head. I need to live in what God said. God, What God said is the truest thing about me. It's the truest thing about you. And uh, so you need to keep reading the truest thing about you so that you don't let, you know, life just tell you who you are and what you're supposed to do. Anyway, that's good preaching right there, but I'm going to move on. We uh, take a chapter of the Bible, we read it, spend some time in it, do all that. Then we come down to the studios here at the Merritt Island campus of East Coast Christian Center. We read the chapter uh, on the air, and then we talk about wherever sort of God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor Christian Herson, and we've got a, a kind of a unique chapter to do today in Nehemiah. And yeah, so, good morning, uh, everybody. Morning. Excited to be here. It's a good one today with Nehemiah 3. I love this story. This one's going to have a couple of tongue twisters, and so... Appreciate tongue the grace. Twisters? Yeah, appreciate the I, grace. I don't even think there. you said tongue twister right. I think I that know. was a lower tongue. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a little. It's a good one. I, I read it a bunch of times. And yeah, cool. I appreciate cool. the grace out cool. there because yeah, there's. We some, need grace. I even tried five different translations. They don't change the names. No, the those names, names stay the same. The names remain the same <laughs> to protect the guilty yeah. or the innocent. I'm not sure which. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun. So we're going to read it, but how do people connect with Morning Breath? Yeah, so the best way to stay connected is through our app. It's just simply titled East Coast App. You can look for it on the Apple or the Google Play Store, and it's got a little blue background with the white cross on there. You can go right on the main page, click on podcast, and follow all the Morning Breath devotion guide. So we'll show you where we're at, where we're going. It's even got like a reading plan for the weekends when we're not airing a program. Yeah, You can follow actually our, our services our series that we're doing. We're in the middle of an incredible series of We See the Church, which is exciting. I'd love for you to see what's happening with that and just this time of growth for East Coast. You can um, also follow along on any of your podcast apps. So the Apple or Google, Stitcher, you know, Spotify, whatever it is. Or if you prefer a little more old school, you can call our church offices at 321 321- Four five two ten sixty, and we will either email or mail out a devotion guide so you can follow along. And just to stay connected, I think one of the best things that you do, Pastor Dan, is just like Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, is you've set a daily habit of reading the Bible. And this is one of the number one ways to transform your life, is just getting the Word every day. You don't got to read your Bible in a month, guys. Let's just do a chapter a day and just go through it and just follow this example of like, if you mess up and you miss a day, get back on and read the next day. Let's just keep reading together and doing life together and let God breathe on your everyday life. And even if the chapter like today, you're like, man, how does that apply to me? Watch and see. God yeah, gave went, me a ton of stuff. Me too. It's like, come on, out of all of these crazy names. And so yeah. let God do what he does, and you do what yep. you do. Yeah, it's good. How you doing, Nick? Good. Welcome to the program, dude. Woo-woo. You, you feeling well? I'm feeling real good. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, yeah. How was that conference last week? Uh, incredible. <laughs> incredible. Yeah. yeah, we had fun. We went to had a eighty-seven of us go to a conference in uh, in Tampa area, Bradenton. Yeah, and uh, it was great. Really good. Absolutely great, great church we were at, and it was just fun to be with our people. And it watch, was so watch, incredible. Watch just what was going fresh on. vision and excitement, and to yeah. have everybody like the vision for our year as a church is systems leadership and soul care. And so this conference accomplished all three of those in our team and in our staff. And some of our dream teamers were able to go. And it was just so exciting that I brought over some friends in the car with me that had never been to a conference like this. And their eyes are just wide open and they're fired up and just re-preaching the messages. And like, you could see the trajectory just change and the excitement, like they just, they rapidly had some growth happen in their life through those two days. I went to my first conference in 1983. Yeah. How long ago was that? That is 37 years ago. Okay, so my first conference was uh, 37 years ago, and I still remember plainly Wow. how I felt yeah. going, getting there, walking in, how wide my eyes were and how incredible it was and the things I remembered and the things that, I mean, I can still remember some of this, some of the speakers in that conference obviously have gone on to be with the Lord. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it was, uh, I can still remember their faces. I can Absolutely. remember a lot of things about it. There is a lot of impact in your first conference. Yeah, for sure. So that's exciting. It is. Anyway, we're going to read it. Let's get into the chapter. We're in chapter three. I'm going to, oh, we didn't do our announcements. I got a couple announcements oh, okay, here. Yeah. So we do have date night this weekend. And for me as a dad of three kids, they're a little older for date night now for the program we have. But if you have children that are sixth grade and under, East Coast provides free childcare. This is the best deal in town. Even if you just come to church on that one Saturday, we want you here every week, but come and take advantage of this. So Absolutely. you attend the 530 service. It's an hour and five minutes, and then you can do free childcare until 10 o'clock and go and go do a date. We've got, you know, deputies. We've got trained personnel safe. here. Totally safe for your kids. And honestly, the kids have a great time. I Real quick, I used to come and do band practice at 3.30. We would try to get the kids to leave at 10, and they don't want to leave still yeah. because it's a great environment. Yeah. And so this is something you want to take advantage of. It's amazing. So date night is coming up. Also, we are building a building in Vieira. Yeah. So this is very exciting. Do we... um. I mean, for me personally, I was going to tee it over to you, but I'm uh, at the Vera location I'll, for yeah. 52 weeks out of the year. We are very excited. We've been portable for eight years, wow. six years in the high school. And so it proud is, of you guys. It is amazing. Honestly, the culture that we create with being portable is an amazing thing because it takes a village. Yeah. Like we've got well over a hundred people every Sunday morning in order to set up and make it happen and do it just for the setup teardown portion of it. But we can't wait for a building. God is going to do something huge as a city on the hill in that community to just be a light. And we can't wait to open up the doors and say, hey, this is your church. This is for you. So very excited about that. Very cool. And Monster Mash is coming, which is a men's event, April 18th. Uh, if you need more information on that, get on the website. It has events. Sign up for it. It's a kind of a all-day event, great event for men to hang out. And then what about the egg hunt? When's that coming up? That's great. I have it written down. That's going to be Saturday, April 4th. This is a new location ah. this year. 
It's going to be oh, from I, yeah, that's right. 11 to 1, and we're going to be at the Space Coast Daily Fairgrounds, which is right next to the high school on the other side. Yep. The last no four right years, we have been at the football field, but we've actually kind of outgrown that, and this year we get to bring back the helicopter drop. We tried it the first year, and we had some stuff at the p- football field that we couldn't always do it because of the school property, yep. but we're going to have over 30,000 eggs. It's the biggest egg hunt in the county, without a doubt. We have helicopter dropping eggs. We're giving away a free helicopter ride as a grand prize, as well as other cool things. And this is for all ages, but really, sixth grade and under is the main thing. Yeah, and yeah. I love that we've done this for three years now, as we have a special needs egg hunt area. So Woo-hoo. if you know anyone that would benefit from that, we have licensed, trained special needs professionals that are there with specific environments and areas for them. It's going to be amazing just to level in that community. Very cool. Is even though we have have thousands of people at this event. I love that area so much. Yeah, it's And good. so it's going to be good. Saturday, April 4th, and you can find out more on our website, yep. which is eccc.us slash events. Yep. Get all that totally stuff. Totally free. Yep. Come on out. Let's get into the chapter. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I'm going to read the first 15 verses. All right. I actually measured this. You're getting an extra verse out of this? Yes, sir. But I actually measured it. It's actually closest to being half. So, awesome. uh, yeah, I'm going to read through 15. You're going to read, uh, what translation? I'm going to be reading NLT. I'm going to be reading New King James. Version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little suspense yeah, there. You almost no, had me. I knew it was. Yeah. yeah. New King James. All right. Well, I must say unto you, read. Sir. Okay. Then Elisha ship, the high priest rose up with his brethren, the priests and built the sheep gate. They consecrated it and hung its doors. They built as far as the Tower of the Hundred and consecrated it, then as far as the Tower of Hananel. Next to Elashib, the men of Jericho built, and next to them, Zakur, the son of Imri built. Also, the sons of Hassaniah built the fish gate, and they laid its beams and hung its doors with bolts and bars. And next to them, Merimoth, the son of Yerijah, the son of Kaz, made repairs. Next to them, Meshulam, the son of Berechiah, the son of Mechashazabel, made repairs. Next to them, Zadok, son of Bana, made repairs. Next to them, the Tekoites made repairs. But their nobles did not put their shoulders to the work mm. of the Lord. Moreover, Jehoiada, the son of Paseah, and Meshulam, the son of Bosodiah, repaired the old gate. They laid its beams and hung its doors with its bolts and bars. And next to them, Melatiah the Gibeonite, Jaden the Maranothite, and the men of Gibeon and Mizpah repaired the residence of the governor of the region beyond the river. Next to him, Uziel, the son of Herahiah, one of the goldsmiths, made repairs. Also next to Hananiah, one of the perfumers made repairs, and they fortified Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. And next to them, Raphaeah, the son of Hur, leader of half the district of Jerusalem, made repairs. Next to them, Jediah, the son of Haramoth, made repairs in front of his house. And next to him, Hattush, the son of Hashabananiah, made repairs. Malchi, Mal- 
I'm going to get this right, Malchijah, the son of Haram, and Hashub, the son of Pahath Moab, uh, repaired another section, as well as the Tower of the Ovens. And next to him was Shalom, the son of Halohesh, the leader of half the district of Jerusalem. He and his daughters made repairs. Hanun and the inhabitants of Zuniah repaired the valley gate. They built it, hung its doors with its bolts and bars, and repaired a thousand cubits of the wall as far as the refuge gate. Malachiah, the son of Rechab, leader of the district of ben Hakarim uh, repaired the refuge gate. He built it and hung its doors with its bolts and bars. Shalon, the son of Kol Hoseth, leader of the district of Mizpah, and repaired the found, repaired the foundation. Excuse me, repaired the fountain gate. He built it, covered it, hung its doors with its bolts and bars, and repaired the wall of the pool of Shelah by the king's garden as far as the stairs that go down from the city of David. Next to him was Nehemiah, son of Azbuk, the leader of half the district of Besur. He rebuilt the wall from a place across from the tombs of David's family as far as the water reservoirs and the house of the warriors. Next to him, repairs were made by a group of Levites working under the supervision of Rehum, son of Bani. Then came Heshabah, the leader of half the district of Khalil, who supervised the building of the wall on behalf of his own district. Next down the line were his countrymen, led by Bainu, son of Hinnadad, the leader of the other half of the district of Khalil. Next to them, Ezer, son of Jeshua, the leader of Mizpah, repaired another section of the wall across from the ascent of the armory near the angle to the wall. Next to him was Bershu, son of Zappa, who zealously repaired an additional section from the angle to the door of the house of Elishaba in the high priest. Moramoth, son of Urian and grandson of Hazak, rebuilt another section of the wall extended from the door of Elishabab's house to the end of the house. The next repairs were made by the priests from the surrounding region. After them, Benjamin and Hashab repaired the sections across from the house. And Azariah, son of Moshiah, and grandson of Aniah, repaired the section across from the house. Next to Benai, son of Hanad, who built another section of the wall from Azariah's house to the angle of the corner. Palal, son of Azu, carried on the work from a point opposite the angle in the tower that projects up from the king's upper house beside the court of the guard. Next to him were Padai, son of Parosh, with the temple servants living on the hill of Oped, who repaired the wall as far as a point across from the water gate to the east and projected tower. Then came the people of Toka, who repaired another section across from the great projected wall and over to the wall of Ophel. Above the horse gate, the priests repaired the wall. Each one repaired the section immediately across from his own house. Next, Zadok, son of Amur, also built the wall across from his own house. And beyond him was Shemiel, son of Shekiah, the gatekeeper of the east gate. Next, Haniah, son of Shemiel and Hanun, the sixth son of Zaphil, repaired another section, while Meshum, son of Bakal, built the wall across from where he lived. Melchai, one of the goldsmiths, repaired the wall as far as the housing from the temple servants and merchants, across from the inspector's gate. Then he continued as far as the upper room of the corner. The other goldsmith and merchants repaired the wall from that corner to the sheep's gate. 
Ah, oh, man. Praise the Lord. Wait a second. The NLT did cheat like crazy. I on the loved names. it. I picked it selectively. It cheated like crazy on I the was, names. I was keeping track. Like, they were just like, instead of Hananiah, yours was just Hanaya. Well, that might have been my. No, 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 no. Every Almost everyone that is that kind of a name. Yeah. And I think, you know, there is something to that. Uh, with you know, named after somebody. Yep, yep. It just dropped that. Like uh, the word of uh, verse twenty-seven says what? Yeah, let me look and see here. Verse... I'm sorry, you got no, that, that's okay. You got a phone you use. Yeah, verse twenty-seven. Then came the people of Toko who were. See, repaired... stop right there. It's not Toko. Yeah. In mine, it's Teko Knights. Oh yeah, mine's T E K O A. Right, and so yeah. Tekoa would yeah. be how I would say yeah. that, but this is Tekoaite. Yeah, made Everything, it easy. Yeah, I Come like on, it. LT. I might have to cheat next oh, time. Anyway, we got to get with it. That took a long time. Um, a couple of things that stood out to me, of course, in this chapter, right off the bat, is uh, builders are registered in the Bible. Yeah. Builders are written down. Builders are commended. Yep. Builders are uh, That's cool. noticed. Yeah. Builders are uh, appreciated. Builders are, you know, um, in -hmm. some cases promoted. Yeah. And so I thought that was cool right off the bat to think about, wow, these guys are incredible. They're building. Um, There's a lot I could say about that. And and you could say in some situations, uh, these these people are, are giving. Yeah. They're giving their time, their talent, their energy, their strength to rebuilding the wall. And there are levels of giving that people are involved in, in life and in church. And there are those who don't give anything. Mm -hmm. They're tight-fisted. There are those that that give occasionally, every once in a while. There are those who give consistently, maybe the same thing regularly. There are those who give proportionately, and that's usually a percentage giving. Yep. Like I'm going to give 10% of my, you know, as a, as a Christian, and I believe in tithing, I tithe the local church. And so that's, you know, proportional giving. Mm-hmm. You, you give to the degree that you're blessed. Yep. Um, you don't necessarily give $20 every week, which would be consistent giving, yeah. or $20 Every once in a while, yeah. which would be occasional giving. But it's going to ebb and flow kind of as. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah. But proportional giving means you 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 give a regular percent. Mm-hmm. And then there are generous givers who give above, yeah. you know, what is uh, sort of, you know, the thought of what's right, the 10%, let's yeah. say. Anything over 11, I think it's a generous giver. Yeah. They're, they're generously giving above anything that's, you know, any standard that's been... Uh, recommended or said or or talked about, yeah. they're giving above that. And and one of the problems that I find in life, and maybe even in the way that I've shared and taught people, is we try to get people who are tight-fisted to jump them right up to generous. Yeah. And the general arc of someone's generosity is not that steep. Yeah, all the way from zero to... To, to a thousand uh, miles yeah. an hour right yeah. off the bat. You know, the person that's tight-fisted, their step might be to give occasionally. Yeah, it's a big you, deal. You know, the person, it is. Yeah. The person that gives occasionally, their step might be to move to consistently. Yeah. The person that gives consistently, 
their step might be to move to proportionately. Yeah. And the person that gets proportionately, their step might be to move to generosity. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was a pretty that cool, is cool thought. Yeah. I love Just it. Just steps. Yeah. Sort of steps of giving. And it ties in well with what we believe at East Coast is everybody has their next step. It doesn't yeah. matter where it's at. Is you well, could have been saved it. for 40 years or you've been saved for, you know, 40 minutes. Is There is a next step for you. It's finding out who you are in Christ or maybe walking into the next step of what your calling is. And we see that in this chapter is as much as this chapter could overwhelm someone and just be like, man, am I in the beginning of Matthew? What are all these names? Yes. But you can see... Everyone had a job. There was teamwork. And you could see they prepared in front of their home. And I love this. We're going to read more in the chapter as people really started to come against the vision and against Nehemiah as it talks about that they— Don't cheat. I know. I I love it. I'm sorry. I got to say you can kick me. I will. They had to prepare— and repair the wall. I'm pretty far away. Oh, they had man. to repair, and they were working with a hammer in one hand and a sword in the other. And I know I just stole it from a future night or future morning. Yeah, but like tomorrow. Yeah, I know. Tomorrow's is I love that. But <laughs> So when you talked about giving, it jumped off to me just a second ago, is yes, they're giving of their time and their energy, but also in defense of this vision. Yeah. As they were having to defend the vision, and physically, with their lives at times, yeah. they had to defend fit against the risky. enemy. It was the, risky. Yeah, people were coming yeah. against them and actually threatening their lives to protect this vision and what God had revealed to Nehemiah. And that will preach right there. It's there's well, times take, that we really need to take it. Take that back to our giving and, and how we give. It, it's really, you, when you give of your time, your talent, you're giving your life. Yeah. And so you are investing, you know, the risk to your life. You are giving up your you life in that up process. Your li- oh wow! That, and it, it yeah. and it's a it's a it's a picture of even though you're maybe not doing it with a with a with a sword or you know and a trowel on one hand, sword in the other hand. Let's say you do something incredibly generous, and that maybe makes your situation look more risky. Absolutely, yeah. But the truth financial is, outlook and yeah. You know, but time. the truth is, God um, repays those debts. Yeah, and He does it in incredible generosity. Absolutely. I could tell story after story of what God's done in my life that way. But one that happened in our in a building program that we did years ago was the Lord spoke to me. We were getting ready to buy a house or build a house because my mom had moved in with us. She was in a wheelchair. It's funny how a house that you think is fine for your family doesn't work because of the wheelchair, just turning corners and doorways and width and all that stuff. And it didn't work, the house we were in. And so we were doing that, and we had, you know, saved some money for that. And I felt like the Lord spoke to me so clearly, if you build my house, I'll build yours. Yeah. And uh, so we gave our down payment away, which was a crazy, risky feeling thing. The world would think you're crazy. Well, yeah, Yeah. and they did. And, you know, family thought we were crazy. But God showed up in such an incredible way. Come on. uh, That we bought a $135,000 lot on the water for thirty two grand. Come on. We built a $250,000 house for $120,000. You know, we sold it seven years later. With 165 invested in the house, the pool, and the dock on the water, we sold it for 625. Yeah, seven years later, exceedingly so abundantly, way above beyond all we could any, ask or yeah. think. Yeah, and I've never had any house thing turn out like that before yeah. or since. But that was the one that God gave me a promise and said, if 
You build mine, I'll build yours. That's amazing. And he's better at it than me. He is. Yeah. You know, <laughs> another thing I want to say real quick here is that I'm not sure about this, but verse 7 says, next to them, Melatiah the Gibeonite, Jaden the Maronothite, and the men of Gibeon and Mizpah repaired the residence of the governor of the region beyond the river. And right. I thought that's interesting. I'm not sure what all that was about and yeah. and why they're working on his residence. Wow. And he's from the west of the Euphrates. Yeah. And, but this is the way I interpreted it. They had an outside view of need while they worked on the inside. Yeah. And I think that's an important thing for any church or organization going into doing something big or building something is even though we're building something big, we cannot forget those beyond wow. that building, that's stuff, good other word. stuff that's going on. And I'll tell you something we did in this process when we get back. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing covers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing, for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too small or too big. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Or visit us online at ineedafencenow.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Hi everyone, Kevin Barfield here with Barfield Contracting and Associates. We are a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. We're located in Cocoa Village, but we service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. We also offer many discounts, military, senior. We offer free estimates and we appreciate every opportunity that we're given. We're at 454-4531. That's 454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. God bless you. The Mezzanine Church for Young Adults. Pursuing the presence of God both locally and globally, the Mezzanine meets at East Coast Christian Center every Sunday night at 7 p.m. Call 321-452-1060, extension 133, for more information. That's 452-1060, or visit mz9.org. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Welcome back, everybody. Three weeks ago, we were talking about having an outside view while you're working on something on the inside. And uh, it's just important not to become so, like, super, is that the way to put it, super self-centered, yeah. you know, to consider 
persons, events, and situations only in the light of their effect on myself wow. is to live on the doorstep of hell. Somebody said that. Wow. You cannot become so self-centered yeah. that everything's about you. Just inward focus. Very dangerous thing to do. So we were at a recent conference where uh, a, a group was bringing Bibles to China yeah. for children, children's Bibles to China. And we had the opportunity to purchase 16,000 of them. Yeah. And uh, now China's a big nation, and that may be like a mosquito flying into a hurricane. Or not. But a lot of other churches did the same thing. Yeah. And more. Uh, some did a little less. Some did a little more. And it's a huge event that's going to bring literally thousands of Bibles Hundreds of thousands, yeah. actually millions of Bibles to yeah. China, to kids. Will change the world. Change the generation. Yeah. yeah, it really will. Anyway, God bless you guys. Have a great day. What, anything to say in closing, Pastor Christian? Have a blessed day and just keep at it. God has got an incredible plan for your life and for this year. Just yeah, keep man. listening to his voice and what he has for you. God bless you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.